0: Welcome to the Amazing Clarks podcast on the Black Love Podcast Network. My name is Anthony Clark.
1: And I'm Melanie Clark.
0: And we are the The Amazing Amazing Clarks. Clarks. We're both award-winning certified life and love coaches and a husband and wife duo that have been coaching together as a team for 22 years and that have been passionately in love for 30. They call us the Amazing Clarks because we empower people to live amazing lives.
1: And you are joining us here on our love revolution where we discuss ideas and concepts about love so we can create more love in the universe because, boy, do we need it.
0: Boy, do we need it. Yes, we do. On today's show, we got a great topic. We're going to talk about trading gifts.
1: Trading gifts. What is that? Like Christmas or something?
0: Actually, it's more so about trading gifts in relationships. Yes. But before we jump into that main topic... It's time for Catching Up with the Clocks. Yes. So, baby, how's your week been? What's been going on with you? Anything new? What's
1: my going on? week has been amazing. Mm-hmm. We had an awesome time for Valentine's Day, just loving each other like we do every day. That nice. was awesome. Nice. And we did a podcast with a friend talking about manifesting. That was mm-hmm. really fun. I love talking about manifesting. It's my favorite. Right. So, yeah, it's been a great week. Just Staying busy, spreading love, doing what we do makes me very happy. I have my daughter's bachelorette party in New Orleans coming up in a couple of days. So I'm super excited about that. And yeah, feeling good. Excited.
0: Beautiful. You know, even though I'm not going with you guys, (laughs) I'm excited. And I know you guys are going to have a great time. But it's a girl's trip. Yes, it is. guys are not included. And that's all right, because it's not about me. Yes. I actually think it's probably more important for you to do it than me.
1: Absence makes the heart grow fonder, so I'll be excited to come home to you.
0: Good. There you go. There you go. Yes. With me, my week has been going well. I will say I did have one thing that was disappointing. Really? And that's that I broke my glasses. Oh. I tried to fix them. Did a little ghetto. Repairs and I was like, nah, just stop it. Stop with the glue. Stop (laughs) trying to tape it. Just let it go. Take the L. But besides that, you know, life is good. Perfect segue into (laughs) the main topic of the day. Yes. Trading gifts. So,
1: couples trading gifts. You know what I've noticed? We actually are attracting a lot of couples that are struggling with the inability to trade those gifts. Mm -hmm. So, do you want to explain what trading gifts is with couples?
0: Trading gifts. This is something that we came up with about a decade ago. It came from our own relationship. That's how we figured it out. Melanie grew up in foster care. Because of that, she couldn't have a big voice. So she had to kind of play small. Me, I grew up in Brooklyn. When I was young, I used to be, you know, quiet and very empathetic, very loving. And Melanie also is very empathetic, very loving. But as I got older and growing up in Brooklyn, I had to kind of get away from that side of me and become harder. I had to do that in order to survive. When Melanie and I first met, We were very opposite, very different. Melanie was loving, really quiet, empathetic, and I was a New Yorker. Big energy, kicked down doors, and we were very opposite. That opposite is what attracted us to each other, like most couples. I found Melanie's empathetic, gentle side very appealing to me because I did not have that. And that's one of the things that helped me to fall in love with her. And then Melanie was attracted to me because she had small energy, but then I had big energy. And so she liked that because it was a part of her It's like, you know what? Man, I wish I, I was more like that. Those were our gifts. But then after a while with couples, that thing that attracted you to each other becomes that thing that you fight about. So right. for example, we'd go places and I'm being me and Melanie's like, <laughs> Babe, stop it. You're being too pushy. Stop, you know, being too loud. Calm down. Be quiet. Don't don't and that would offend me. It turned into like constant conflict. And we started to grow apart. Then we got to the point where I realized, you know what? If we keep this up, we're going to break up. So I had to go within and look at myself. And people, that's how it always starts in relationships. Don't look at your partner first. You look at yourself first. So I had to look at myself and go, why is this happening? I realized that I had gotten away from that loving, empathetic side of me for so long, but that I actually kind of needed it now. And when I was growing up, it didn't really matter because I was a teenager. But then as an adult with that kind of energy being that big, it was actually affecting a lot of my relationships, business relationships, friendships, family relationships. So it was like, maybe I do have to calm down and try to figure this out. You know, I've been on that hard side for so long. And so I realized Melanie had what I needed and I wanted to learn from her. So one day she's watching TV and she's crying and I walked up to her and was like, hey, why are you crying? And she was like, stop making fun of me. I'm like, I'm not making fun of you this time. I promise. Because I had in the past, guilty as charged. But this time I was really being vulnerable because I really wanted to learn. So when she realized it, she started helping me. And she would explain stuff to me. Well, I'm crying because this happened and that happened and this happened. And even though to some of you that might sound like common sense, for me at the time, it, it was like, I'm trying to get it. I didn't quite get it. But the more she worked with me, the more I got it. And eventually I developed that loving, empathetic side of me. And what it did, it gave me balance. It gave me harmony. And then with you,
1: I just learned to be more powerful. I realized that you and I are different, but we can learn from each other and we can grow from each other. And so I took on some of your energy. And, you know, sometimes it seems like it's about masculine, feminine energy. It's not. We've been attracting a lot of couples who are struggling yeah. with this. And sometimes it's the wife that has the really big energy and the husband that has the small energy. And that, creates the conflict. But what I think is more important here is to think about why are we attracting that from each other? If you're big energy and you're attracted to someone who plays a little bit smaller, you're attracting each other because that trading of the gifts is a possibility. You can take on some of that person's energy because they're modeling it for you. You're getting to see it play out. You're getting to experience it. And I really believe that we learn from each other's example, not our words. And the thing that I love about this concept in marriage and relationship is we all develop strategies in childhood to cope, right? So how do we get through doors? How do we get what we want in life? How do we get approval? How do we get validation. How do we get love? And the two main strategies that people use are you're either going to kick down a door and push your way through and take what you want, Anthony, or... <laughs> You're, Guilty, or you're gonna you're gonna try to use a softer energy and be kinder and compassionate and be loving and thoughtful not that you're not those things but you use that as a strategy and that's what I was doing i recognized at a very young age i can tell you probably 5 years old i realized if i was a good girl and i did what others wanted I could get through those doors, but that strategy only worked for a little while. And then it turned me into feeling like I was a victim. I couldn't speak up. And the part that to me is just so amazing when you get this is that you realize when you play small, you develop resentment. And that resentment is Mm -hmm. what starts causing the fights. Mm -hmm. It starts causing the fights because you're suppressing who you really are. And then even the strategy of kicking down doors is a little bit of repressing. You're repressing your spirit. You're holding back that loving, compassionate part of yourself because you subconsciously don't believe that that's going to get you what you want. But I think it's actually just a balance of the two. And marriage helps us to learn that from each other. And that's why I think we're actually attracted to people who are opposite of us. I see it a lot in coaching clients. We have like, I think, three couples right now actually going through that.
0: You know what? It's also like, depending on where you're at in your life, Mm -hmm. you need a certain set of tools. So for example, and growing up in Brooklyn, being Mr. Loving, empathetic, sweet guy wasn't going to happen. And when I was doing that, you know, I was, you're going to get taken advantage of, you're going to get robbed, you might get killed. It was like, that's the hat that I had to wear in order to survive. Mm -hmm. But it was a crutch. It was a band aid. Mm -hmm. It never solved the real issue. It was just to get me through life. And it did. And so I always laugh at it and I consider it like a band aid. Right. When it's no longer serving you, the tendency is to try to put that band aid back on. And then life is like, get that dirty ass band aid off and it keeps <laughs> slapping it off for of you. And it's like, no, now it's time to really solve the problem. Right. You're at a crossroad in your life. And if you don't change it now, things are not going to go well for you. So this is an opportunity to do it. And then when we're in that place, we attract the people mm-hmm. that actually have what we need to help us to become what we want to become next. And I think that even if you attract people that piss you off, I think every single person that comes into our contact with is there because we have something that we can offer each other. You may never know what it is until you move on it, right? but they have something to offer you and you have something to offer them.
1: I agree with that. And here's the thing that I find fascinating that I've seen this pattern. If you don't stay and work through that with the person that you've currently attracted, you will. they will go mm-hmm. and you will attract it again. You will attract, it again. Yeah, attract it again and again in each partner. And, and, you know, I was just thinking, I see people attracted in, in every aspect of their lives, mm-hmm. in their work environment. Oh, I yeah. see bosses who... Oh, yeah only attracted to employees that have small energy because the boss is big energy. They don't want anybody to combat that energy because the people who have the smaller energy go along with them But it's the same thing. The bosses have the opportunity to learn to trade gifts and to be more compassionate, and empathetic by having these employees that have that energy Mm -hmm. and vice versa. I've seen bosses with small energy that hire employees that just take over the business and they're like, I don't know what's going on in my business. They're running it and they don't let me make any decisions. Mm -hmm. Right. So it's really about how you see yourself, who you believe you are, and then you're going to attract people to play that out for you. That's what the law of attraction does right you're attracting how you see yourself
0: you know what made me want to talk about this subject was there was a breakup There's a, a bunch bat. of breakups yeah, that happened the one that stuck out for me was uh what's his name jason momoa yeah and what's
1: lisa his? bonet lisa bonet right yes
0: Or well, what i was reading was that he was very big energy mm-hmm. very loud boisterous and she was the opposite so they were very much extreme sort of like we were yeah that's what attracted them to each other initially, like you uh-huh. said, but then that's what they started to fight about. And she no longer wanted to go through that with him. Yes. When I heard that, it was like odds are they probably, there's a chance that they could have worked it out and made it work for them if they understood the trading gift concept yes and if they would have implemented it
1: it's never too late for love right you can you can always go back and clean up energy but you know it makes sense to me like if you just even think about their energy when you saw them together you could see that in you could feel that in in their energy like she's very laid back and he is big energy i mean it just goes back to the idea everything is energy and when energy don't match Exactly, they can be annoying to each other. Mm -hmm. Even though, like, we kind of pick on the boisterous people, like, because they're boisterous, right? But, I've seen couples where the person who is actually boisterous gets very annoyed with the quiet person. Hmm. They feel like, oh, you're so boring and you're not you're not saying anything. You don't have an opinion. Both of those energies get annoyed with each other. And especially if they don't understand this concept, like, okay, I could learn to be a little bit more, bring more energy from you. And you can also learn from me to calm down a yes. bit. You, like, that's yeah, okay. We can yeah. all grow here together.
0: Yeah. And you know, you listen, is i guarantee you guys i guarantee oh. that a grip of you guys are experiencing that you just don't realize it and you're fighting with your partner and in actuality the reason that you're fighting is because you're not listening you're not listening to your spirit go within and i guarantee you if you do that you're going to find that my partner can actually help me with this, or mm-hmm. we can help each other with this, or we can help balance, or we can come up with some new way of doing it, Yeah. but I see it all the time, and it's kind of sad, and it's just something as simple as the realization of trading
1: gifts. Yes, absolutely. One of the reasons that it's so painful for people is they take their partner's criticism as you saying, I'm not good enough. If you say my energy is too small, that doesn't feel good. It feels like you're saying, I'm doing it wrong, mm-hmm. and It's really how you approach it. Yeah,
0: that's what it is. It's how you approach it.
1: Yeah, it's how you approach it. And if you are with someone and you are naturally shy and calm and laid back and they're constantly telling you like, oh, you're so boring and oh, you're too quiet and oh, why don't you speak up and are you going to talk today or whatever they're saying to you, that person is going to receive that as you don't like me the way that I am. So when you have these conversations, it really is about asking your partner, how do you feel about this energy? Do you want to be bigger energy? Are you interested in that? Do you feel like this could improve your life, your relationships, your work, our relationship? Do you think that this could improve it? And really asking them, like, how do they want to be seen? I think that's so important. That's a really big thing to communicate to your partner, like, this is how I see myself and I have room to grow, but I need you to see me like I see me and then help me grow. Don't tell me I'm not doing it right. That just doesn't feel good. And the ego is going to show up to defend that behavior. And then the growth is not going to happen. And the gifts will not be traded.
0: So the growth comes, I think, not when you're trying to tell your partner that they're doing something wrong. It comes when your partner on their own goes, hey, you know what? I realized this about me. Yes. And I would like help with this with me. Mm -hmm. Can you please help me? And then when your partner does that, people, please listen to me. Please. When your partner (laughs) does that, they're being vulnerable. Mm -hmm. And when your partner is vulnerable and they come to you and you diss them or you're mean about it or you're arrogant about it, it's like. The person stabbing you. Because what happens is they're only going to do that but so many times. Mm -hmm. You're only going to let someone shank you but so many times. Right. And even when they say, I love you and I'm here for you, you're only going to take that so many times. So when your partner comes to you and they're vulnerable, be aware. You have to really, really be sensitive to to what they're going
1: through. And it's an opportunity to grow closer because vulnerability is what makes us feel close to each Mm -hmm, other and builds trust. And you know that you can be honest about your feelings without being put down for them. And you made a really good point. We literally, you guys, are living together but living different realities. And we Mm -hmm. can't always see ourselves. So when you finally, your partner's been gently trying to shine the light on something for you and you finally see it, the last thing that you need is to be like, aha, I told you so. I've been trying to tell you this. Mm-hmm. You weren't listening to me. Right. You need to hear like, I support you. How can I help you? And I really want to go back to the story of who you are. You have to communicate that to your partner and say, see, please see me this way. And if I have stuff, eventually it's going to come to the surface and we can work through it together. And that's a process. Mm -hmm. And so I really, really love the idea of trading gifts, because like you said in the beginning, a lot of times we come into a relationship where we're really off balance. And then if we can trade those gifts, we meet in the middle and then we become really centered. I remember the first time you and I were going to do a seminar and I was scared shitless. (laughs) I was so afraid uh, to stand in front of a group of people right. and speak mm-hmm. that and you were just trying you know you were bringing that big energy and you were trying to pump me up and you were like you got this and you could do this and you're going to get out there and you're going to you're going to lead and you're going to go first mm-hmm. and I went to work that day and I cried at my desk. I was mm-hmm. like I can't do it. I'm going to put me out there and I'm going to make a fool of myself. Uh, I cried. I cried. Right. I cried at yeah, my desk. I right? Yeah. And then I sat with it and I just thought about your energy and how you manage yourself and how people respond to you. And I realized, back to Science of You, my thermostat was set at not putting myself out there. And that's why I fought you so hard when it came to bringing in that big energy. I didn't know how to do it. I never experienced it. And it was scary to me. My amygdala kicked in and flooded my system with chemicals Mm -hmm. that made me feel fear, doubt, and anxiety. And I sat and I cried. And then I remember after I cried it out, I was like, all you could do is try. And if you fail, you fail. And so we got to the seminar and you said, I'll go first, I'll go first until you get comfortable. And then you just, you know, you jump in where you feel comfortable. And I felt really good about that. I made sure I looked impeccable because that was me judging myself and worried that other people were going to judge me. And so I had to make sure that I looked amazing so that I couldn't tell myself they were looking at my fingernails or some crazy crap that my brain would make up. Mm hmm. So we got to the seminar and you were like, you know, just jump in when you feel comfortable. And we got in front of the crowd and you started it. And then you said, babe, why don't you go first? Mm-hmm. And you pushed me out there and I had no choice.
0: <laughs> and you swam. You swam like a And shark.
1: I swam and I was able to do it. And I grew that day. I grew so much I would not be able to be here right now doing what we're doing if I had not learned that strength from you and you had not believed in me and you held space for me. So like I was saying earlier, I didn't see myself that way. I didn't see myself as a leader and a speaker and a coach at the level that you were at. You saw me that way and I fought you on it, even though it was something positive. I fought you on it. But eventually I got there. Mm. And so yes, I say that because when your partner, you see something in them and you're trying to help them, if they fight you, it is really physiological. Like that is their programming. That is how they've created their identity. That is their comfort zone. And they're not, I'm going to do a double negative here. They're not not growing because they don't love you or they don't trust you. They're afraid. Mm. It's hard. It's hard. That's not how they see themselves. We have to keep projecting that loving picture and that encouragement that you can get there if you want to. That's another piece. They have to want to. We can't go around here forcing people to change their energy mm-hmm. when they don't want to. It's really important that you get permission to trade gifts because you, if you don't have permission, you're stealing. Yeah. You're yeah. stealing gifts. You, you, you're not trading gifts. You, know you are stealing. You're <laughs> robbing them of their energy.
0: So the same way that there's trading gifts, mm-hmm. then that needs that could, you could. I'm sure you could flip that. Too. You could trade trash as well. Ooh! So there's gift trading and there's trash trading. Oh! You can trade positive things and you can trade some negative things yeah. that aren't so good. It's, what I'm saying is like if if I react negative towards something, mm-hmm. then eventually you may pick up and start doing it too. Oh, that's very true. Or if you do it. Mm-hmm. enough to me then i'll do it couples do it back it's almost like revenge yes it's like you did this tit for tat yeah you did this to me now i'm gonna do that back to you yeah i'm gonna show you what it looks like i'm gonna show you what it feels like and that's a slippery slope and so a couple's the tendencies to think like okay if my partner does something to me that i hate yeah and i tell them to stop and they don't do it then i'm gonna do it back to you to show you how it feels yes Now we're in trouble.
1: Now we're trading trash. Now
0: we're trading trash.
1: (laughs) Yes. But it makes sense because we're, we're being a mirror for each other. And if someone is telling you you're doing something that makes them unhappy or makes them uncomfortable and they don't know, they don't believe you or they are not willing to change behavior... That is a strategy to get them to see that they're doing it and what it feels like. It's it may be trash, but sometimes you ain't got no gifts. All you got is trash. You that's that's all you got in your in your toolkit. But I think awareness, awareness that you're doing it that way, that you're trading trash instead of gifts, I think can help you to start to look for the gifts. Mm -hmm. I think people trade trash because they're not used to seeing the gifts In each other, they're judging it. They're looking at it like when I looked at you, I'm be honest, I'm be very real right now. When The way that you used to do things, that like kicking down the doors, I was like, what is wrong with him? I was I was judging you. I'm, oh, my God. I can't yeah. believe he said that. We're in public. Why is he doing that? And then I would get nervous. Like, my armpits would sweat. Like, oh, my God. What's he going to say? What's he going to do? Mm. And you love it, Anthony. Like, you love that big energy. So, I never know. I'm always like, oh, here we go. Right. Here but, we go. But, then, but I don't judge it now. Right. I accept it. I know that's who you are. And I've learned to love... That aspect of you, and I, and here's something that's really important. I had to change my story and my self-talk about how other people felt about you. Mm. Mm. I was creating in my mind: other people are going to be offended, mm. other people are going to think badly of him, other people are not going to see the loving, empathetic, awesome part of you. They're just going to judge you on this. And in all honesty, deep down, I was trying to protect you. Mm. And so once I realized that's not true, that's your stuff, Melanie. People love Anthony. They love how he talks. They love how bold he is. They love the shit that comes out of his mouth that's unexpected. Mm -hmm. You have no idea where he's going. And I realized you have one of the best senses of humor that I've ever experienced And you're not afraid to put yourself out there. And I learned to appreciate that part of you. And that's when I could receive the gift. I Mm. could not receive it until I could appreciate it in you. For
0: me, it was never a facade. Of course. It's just truly my strength. It's Mm -hmm. just me being me.
1: But, you know, by the same token, I had to also, and you did too, by the way that you told the story in the beginning, you had to learn to appreciate my gifts. Mm -hmm. And see that it wasn't weakness and see that it wasn't me being a doormat instead of judging me in that way. Like you said, you did in the beginning, you were like, stop being a doormat. You started to see like, oh, this is empathy and compassion. This Mm -hmm. is a good thing that she has. This is what I actually loved about her in the beginning. And once you realize that and you stop using it against your partner, you'll see like their gifts are beautiful, and mm-hmm. you want to trade them and you want yeah. to share them.
0: And we're not supposed to be the same. No. But your man is not just supposed to be a hairy version of the woman. No. We're different. And we talked Very. about it before. It's like the spoon and the fork. Yes. You know, that's what makes it great. They use mm-hmm. for the same purpose, but they just do things differently. Yes. But, but you still need them both to eat.
1: I love this. And I hope that, you know, the listeners really, really get it because, You're right. We're not the same. And I think so many people in so many areas of life get in trouble when we look at each other and go, I wouldn't do it that way. I don't think that's the right way. We have to recognize that we're all showing up with our own individual energy perspective. And that is our gift. Anthony, your big energy, it is your gift, man. And I'm glad you didn't let me take it away from you. I'm glad you didn't let me talk you into toning it down. And you know what? Me being a good girl and nice and loving and kind, that's my gift, too. Yeah, it is. And I'm not letting anybody take it away from me. It is not coming from a place of lack. It is coming from a place of overflow. Mm -hmm. And you and your strength helped me to get to overflow. It was at one time coming from a place of lack, but it's not anymore. And our marriage and our conversations and our sharing and and our growth and even the trash trading Mm -hmm. has helped me to grow into this version that I am today. And I love me, which means I can love you more.
0: And it really does come down to nothing's going to change people until you start looking at yourself. And you have to look at you. If you're attracting it, you're attracting it for a reason. Yes. Don't blame your partner first. Yeah. look at yourself first start
1: with yeah. yourself and that is how you're going to be able to receive those gifts that was really good I want to really acknowledge you for the uh, trading trash stuff I'm going to be meditating on that I feel there's a whole new concept that's ah. going to be downloading around that for coaching Thank you, so, so well. I, I appreciate that I watched you uh, get that C-mail in the moment okay so we got to wrap up here pretty soon but before we go I want to tell you something like I'm really really excited about what's that I am super excited because couch conversation has a new season. And what? I love that show on YouTube. But no, there's right. more. There's more. This Ooh. is this is the really, really exciting part. Okay. okay, so it's back now, and they have a new host. Guess who the host is? Mm. Uh, you I took too what? long. You I took too what? long. Sorry. What? It's Tabitha and Chance Brown. I love, ah, them. I love them. I love them. I hate them. So you guys go to the Black Love Plus app and check them out. Couch Conversations out now with Tabitha and Chance Brown. Are you going to watch it with me, babe? Hell yeah. <laughs> of course you are. I love Hell you. Yeah. I love you. So that was a great show.
0: Great show, baby. As usual. Great show. It was fun. Our listeners, thank you for being a part of it and hanging out with us. If you guys get a chance, make sure you get a copy of our book. Crack the code, Secrets to Achieving Your Happily Ever After, available at Amazon.com. If you guys want to become life coaches, check out our Law of Attraction Life Coach Academy at lawofattractionlifecoachacademy.com. If you guys want to coach with us, reach <laughs> out to The Amazing Clocks at theamazingclocks.com. On that note, guys, once again, great show. We gave it to you. Now what you're going to do with it?
1: See you next time.